Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome to the baseball show. It's the fucking playoffs, and we are here to talk about them. Ah! Remix. It's all right. I am your host, Rob Fox. As always, I am joined by Dan Holloway. Uh, we're here to talk some playoffs. I think the last time we did a show, it was pre-playoffs, correct? We were just kind of predicting? Um, well, there, yeah, I think so. I think the play-in games yes. had uh, started, but not the actual playoffs. Um, yeah, we can recap some things that have already happened. And uh, There's a little breaking news first I want to talk about. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's weird is the is the word i would use but i yeah give the news and then we'll talk yeah. about it uh the st louis cardinals have fired their manager mike schilt who has made the playoffs the last three years yeah uh took over interim in 2018 then made the playoffs in 1920 and this year in 21 so every year he's been the manager they've made the playoffs yes now i will grant that the last two years they made the playoffs were uh, they were one of the expanded teams in 2020. They would not have made the playoffs in a normal year that year. And they were the lower-seeded wildcard team this year. So they were edging in. I think they had one division title. Uh, but they won their playoff games. Or play-in games, rather, right? No, they beat the Braves in 19, and then they lost the series to the Padres last year in 20 in the, uh, yeah. fir- that first-round three-game series. But they didn't. this year they won the play-in game, right? Against the Dodgers? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, not this year. Uh, la- was it last year that they won the playing game, or was it the first year? 19? They won. So in 19, they beat the Braves in the NLDS. That was a normal. Oh, year. Oh, that was before the play-in. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But still, three years of the playoffs in a row and uh, 90 wins this year. Like a, that's a 90 win team. That's not fucking bad. Yeah. Um. And he was the um before he was the manager of the team. He was their third base coach. Right. Yes, he's been with the organization or for, something like that for a minute. Yeah, he was an internal uh, promotion. Actually, he his his trajectory was really similar to Brian Snickers, hmm. uh, interim guy within the organization that they kept on because the players liked him a lot. Uh, Cardinals GM John Mazalik said the firing was because of a difference of philosophies, and apparently Schilt had no idea this was coming. Like Schilt hmm. was shocked when they told him. Well, I mean, I, it's probably the case that they have a guy that they think is going to be their guy in the future and they're going to they think he's ready now to come in probably right otherwise you wouldn't fire somebody that had had that kind of success unless there was something weird going on and i think if something weird was going on uh they wouldn't have left schilt hanging part of the deal would be like a compensation package where he also shuts the fuck up right which is not going to happen uh i think he'll i don't i don't know what their difference of opinion is here i mean the there's a lot of expectations in st louis to win games they've had a good 20-year run or so of of being successful in most years would, at least to some i would degree. say probably the third most successful franchise of this century uh probably yeah Bef- behind the giants and, and or behind the red sox and giants yeah um yeah, I mean, you could count the Dodgers now that they've actually got a chip, and if they win this year, you, they might. I would say they probably them, pass. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they they've had a pretty good run, and um, I don't know. It's weird. This is a weird one for me. It makes you think that they have somebody um, in line to take that job. I wonder if it isn't one of the other people, or one of the um, uh, like Carlos Beltran, maybe who has played in the uh, in in or who lost his job in New York, but everybody else got their jobs back, right? Right. Like AJ Hench's coach managing again, right? Yeah, Detroit, I think. Detroit, yeah. and yeah. then uh, fucking Cora didn't even switch teams. Right, he just took a year he just off. Got a suspension for yeah. a year. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Carlos Beltran, like or somebody like that, in there. So one of the young guys that was a player in the two thousands that's now a manager candidate. I'm hearing for Mazelik said it would probably be an internal promotion. That's now that is interesting. Uh, I. I I would keep an eye on Carlos Beltran. He played there. For a smidge, yeah. Yeah, for a little bit, but he's got relationships on that team. Uh, uh, I don't know who they're going to fucking... Is it Jose Okendo or something? I mean, who no, they No, if it was going to be Okendo, it would have already been Okendo. You would think so, because Matheny jumped him, right? Yes, fully jumped him. Um, uh, you know what, you want to know what my theory on this is? 
Yes. I think this is a, I think this is a, a, a view. It's a good way to sh- view the broader way that teams are now viewing managers, right? Mm. Mike Schilt made some bad decisions in the dugout analytically. And honestly, common sense in a lot of ways. Again, he's a good analog to, to Brian Snicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most recent one was putting Reyes in in that wild card game, right? In in a really high leverage situation, and this guy had lost it in the second half. Yeah, I think this is. A, I think the Cardinals. I think Schilt was a stubborn guy, and I think he was like it, it was kind of the similar to the Moneyball scene, yeah. right? Where he's like, line of cards, mine. Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's like, you let the players line of cards mine, blah, 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 blah. I think teams, unless it's a superstar manager, I think there are a lot of teams who want managers who either understand analytics mm-hmm. or understand that they work for the front office. Maybe. I mean, it could be a, uh, a battle between the two. Uh, either way, though, I, I still got to wonder who the fuck it is that's going to come. I mean, they're not going to just put a fucking analytics monkey in there. Can I, can I tell you the name of a guy I'm hearing a lot who I didn't think was real? Like I thought it was a meme. I, Mike Maddox might be a guy. Uh, the guy's name is Stubby Clap. He's their first base coach, right? Stubby Clap. I believe he's their first base coach. I, uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's a Canadian too. Yes. Weird. Uh, he was a former AAA manager, so he's got managerial experience before at the highest level or next to highest level. Played a little ball himself, uh, including a brief stint with the Cardinals. Yeah, I could see that. Um, it would be interesting to have a guy named Stubby as a manager because you're going to have to hear that a lot. Why does it man? Why is baseball the only sport that has these names? Um, Scooter. It's. Like if you if I told you I was writing a screenplay about a 1940s baseball team and there mm-hmm. was a guy named Stubby Clap, yeah. you'd be like, "That's too on the nose." Like, let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right about that. Uh, I'm looking at their other Ben Johnson uh, is their AAA manager in Memphis. Um, he was a pretty decent ball player himself. Mm-hmm. Uh. Then there is I'm look I'm just looking at their the, the minor other, league staff. The, Jose Legger, no Roberto Espinosa. I don't know any of these other people. So the other thing that's that's interesting about this, by the way, is so the Cardinals have added added pieces. There was actually a thing online the other day that was like fire Mosaic because he's not doing enough. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean not doing enough? He added Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado in the last like three. Oh no, it wasn't Mosaic. They were mad at the DeWitts. They were mad at the ownership for not spending enough money and shit when they've added Goldschmidt and Arenado in the last like Mm. two years. Yeah, that's stupid. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of dumb shit. That's a lot of, that's dumb shit to say. But here's the thing though. They did that. It's it's, all these teams the last three years for the Cardinals have been pretty imperfect, Mm -hmm. right? Like they've added Goldschmidt and they've added Arenado and they've got Jack Flaherty, who's great. Um, but they haven't been like el- elite teams at any point. And if anything, Schilt has been overperforming with these teams. Yeah, I would say even now they're not an elite team. No, the pitching staff is is rough. And really rough. They, they've got some good top end talent, but they're they're not very deep either. Um, Stubby, uh, maybe. I think it's gonna be I Stubby c- Clap. I could see Stubby Clap. I could see Ben Johnson, and I could I could even see Okendo if he's. Uh, gonna commit to? I mean, he's he was very very popular when he played there. Yeah, he's, uh, he they still love him. Yeah, so I mean, if he's gonna fall in line and do stuff, uh, Randy Nyman's another guy maybe, but I, I probably not. He, he's a, he's a guy that I some people floated back in the day as a potential manager. Um, I think that uh, it's unlikely that a Kendo continues to work for the organization if he doesn't get this job right right like why would you stay there if they pass you over twice i don't know this will be interesting to see how this plays out you know another if they do go outside another candidate who could be there uh who's being floated for a couple jobs who i don't want to see get these jobs but uh, he deserves it is uh ron washington um yeah i mean i don't know if he wants to take on a whole team at this point in his life was he like he 75 he's, fucking years old he said he said he's willing to take a managerial managerial job again well maybe he should take the fucking braves 
Honestly, <laughs> I would much rather have Ron Washington in charge of that team than Brian Snickers. Brian Snickers is, a, is an is an imbecile. He's a terrible Man, baseball coach. I I saw Washington make some real bad choices in that 2011 World Series up close and personal. 11 and 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was no. our 10 and 11. They the Rangers lost two in a row, didn't they? It was 11 and 12. Yeah, they they uh, you know, what are you going to do? Um Or no, it was 10 and 11. The <clears throat> Tigers lost in 12, sorry. Yeah, yeah. like I saw uh, obviously, I've told you this before on the show, and I really enjoyed your reaction to it, how he left Nelly Cruz in right field so that Cruz could celebrate the World Series and yeah. then freeze at that triple over his head. Yeah, it's really stupid. And then uh, Washington in Game 7, early in the game, I hate doing this under all but the absolute worst circumstances, and this did not qualify for that. I hate walking the bases loaded, especially if you don't have an ace pitcher on the mound. Yeah. And he did that, and then what happened? They walked home the next run. Yeah, um, yeah. He's. I mean, look. You're not going to get a guy that manages a staff well in Atlanta. Just not in the cards. Yeah, it's never been the case. Freddie Gonzalez was shit at it. Brian Snedeker is now shit at it. Bobby Cox was shit at it longer than anybody. And I don't ex- expect you're going to get anybody that's actually good at it now. At least Ron Washington is fucking funny. Funny, I mean, he'll do some cocaine, and you will probably get your infield defense improved by like twenty runs saved. Yeah, if they can even accomplish that. I mean, Albies can pay more attention, but the other three guys are pretty goddamn good. If you're talking about the Braves, but yeah, anywhere else, he definitely focuses on that. Well, stuff. I mean, I don't think Riley makes that defensive jump without Ron Washington there. No, definitely not. I mean, he's he, he's uh, he's a great infield coach. I, he he he, tur- he taught Chris Pratt how to play infield. Yeah, for Christ's sake, come on. Uh, yeah, that's weird. We'll see what happens. But, uh, uh, yeah. Let's we'll get, see what happens. Let's get into the shit. Um, well, we can kind of recap the, the Braves series, and maybe I'm being too harsh on Snitger since he finally did what I've been begging him to do, which is uh, when you've got the other team on the ropes, you put your fucking best guy in there, mm-hmm. whomever it happens to be. Now, it didn't work out that way necessarily because um, – uh, he was out in the fourth inning, right? Yes, he, he went through like and three third, and a third. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, but fucking worked in some regards, right? You know, in a clinching game, when you're putting a guy back out on short rest, you'll take a third of a game. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not the same. Like you're not expecting. You want him to like you want some wild like Kurt Schilling bloody sock shit where he throws yeah. incredible for six seven innings, but you'll take thirty three. You'll take him shutting down. Or do, doing a good job for 33% yeah. of the that game. That could not have worked out better for the Braves. Honestly, it couldn't have worked out better. Uh, getting the win, letting him pitch on short rest, uh, and now they can reset the rotation. And it couldn't have worked out better for them that the Dodgers uh, won game four, right, of their series. Because, I mean, look, the best case scenario is that the Giants win tonight. Yes. Um, but... It was good that this went to five-game series because it gives Soler time maybe to come back, if you even want that. I don't know if you do with Jock Peterson out there, but probably you want him back at least available to hit. Yeah, because right now it was Christian Pache that replaced him on the bench. So you get a, a great guy to throw in there in the eighth and ninth inning when you have a lead, right, yeah. like in the outfield, but yeah. he's kind of useless <clears throat> for the first uh, seven innings. But tonight, I don't know who the Dodgers are starting with. Who's their opener? Because so, they're going with a bullpen game tonight, right? So that's the other breaking news. The Dodgers were going to roll Julio Urias out there, who is Cy Young contender, 20 wins, ERA under three. They decide the last second that reliever Corey Nabel is going to start start the game. He's going to be the opener for the game. It's going to be a bit of a bullpen game. Uh, from what I've seen, the expectation is that Urias will um, pitch. Probably okay. starting in the second inning. So what that means, I guess, essentially, is that um, they want to get... It's been the top of the Giants lineup that's been killing the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. All series. The rest of the lineup's actually been really fucking bad, right? So they want to put a really good reliever in there at the top <laughs> to take three at-bats away from the best Giants hitters. And it's then not, put Urias in. It's not a horrible idea, uh, but and and Nebel, however you say his name, Nabel, 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 I don't know. Uh, he missed. He was out May through July, and came back the second week of August and pitched again. He's only gone over an inning in a game 
three times this year. I don't think he's going over an inning this game. He may not. I mean, he, he went two uh, against, actually, at the Giants September the 3rd, two scoreless innings with two strikeouts. Um, if they could get that out of him, I think they would be pretty happy about that. Uh, if they can get one scoreless, that's good. I think the, if they get one low energy or low effort scoreless inning, they'll probably let him go out there for a second inning. And then they'll have Urias in the bullpen ready to right. go in the second inning. Urias, who it's worth noting, is used to coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, he did this all season. Our all playoffs last year was really good at it, too. Yeah, like this isn't, uh, it's not quite the equivalent of bringing like Scherzer or someone out of the bullpen where it's like, well, he's Max Scherzer and he's fucking awesome, but also he's not used to it. Like Urias right. is both <laughs> awesome and used to it. Yeah. Uh, and for the Giants, it's going to be Logan Webb again. He lit them up in game one. Uh, most of these guys, the only time they've ever seen him was in game one of this series. I think Turner, uh, had a couple of extra bats against him and, uh, or, uh, that's, that's not Trey Turner, uh, Justin Turner, uh, Corey Seager had like a, a two or three at bats against him. And then Bellinger and Taylor both have had at bats against him. Bellinger struggles a lot with the changeup Logan Webb throws. It's a very good changeup. Yeah. Um, but he's actually looking pretty decent lately, more so than usual, or maybe the bars I are mean, set really low for him right now. Well, but Webb, Corey, Webb is a down ballot Cy Young Yeah, Yeah, he's a good pitcher. Getter. He's a good pitcher. Corey Taylor lights this guy up a little bit. Uh, but again, he's only got 13 at-bats against him. Uh, wait, wait, Seager or? Corey Taylor. Chris Taylor? Chris, Chris Taylor, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's done decently against him, but it's not like a huge sample size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Webb's that kind of guy. Look, he's he his. Would you call him a sinker baller? I guess. I mean, I don't know. He throws heavy. Heavy is probably a better way to put that. But that in San Francisco is a good thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, anywhere that's a good thing, I think, for a pitcher like that. But it definitely is difficult to hit. Uh, I Nolan Ryan used to hate pitching against guys that hit singles because. Yeah. He couldn't necessarily overpower them. They would just flip the ball over the fucking third baseman's head if they got down in the count. Um, there's a lot of long swings on this Dodgers team. So in a one-game series, which is what this is now, I can't – I mean, he could definitely come back and do exactly what he did last time. That was the fourth game in a row he's done that to the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, he seems to have their number pretty good. They did line him up once earlier in the year. Uh, for the tune of like six, seven runs, six mm. earned. But the other uh, four starts he had against him in the regular season dominated him. Game one of the playoffs was actually his <coughs> best start against him this year, regular season or playoffs. It's in San Francisco where Webb is a killer. Yeah. Uh, and the weather is, uh, it's going to be 71 uh, at the first pitch, which is going to be, what, six o'clock there? Yeah. Uh, but by 7.30, it's going to be fucking 55 degrees probably. Yeah. And if he's still in the game, like if they don't get him out of the game in the first three or four innings, they're, the Dodgers are in trouble, yeah. big trouble. So we'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think every single inning is going to be exciting in this game. I do think this is, you know, it's hard. It's always, it's impossible to predict which games are going to be the classics, mm -hmm. right? And shit like that. Um, but this feels like as sure of a bet as you could possibly have that this is going to be a classic game. Yeah, the Dodgers haven't been... Uh, they haven't won any close games in a while, right? I mean, they, they kind of... Even down the stretch, they were, they were putting up fucking seven, eight runs in the wins that they were getting. And conversely, the Giants have been uh, really good in close games because mm -hmm. usually when it's a close game it means their guy's on and it seems like when their guy's on too he's better on than the other team's guy i don't i, I assume that everybody's available for the dodgers everyone. Tonight, right i think everyone's available for both teams the person the only person who might not be available for the dodgers is butler yeah but don't be surprised if you see um max scherzer come out of the bullpen 100 and you know if you get two innings out of Nabel and you get four out of Urias and you're in this going into the seventh inning and you have a three inning ball game left with Max Scherzer. Look, that's not a bad situation to be in, but that's a lot of assumption. Yeah. It's a lot of assumption going on. Uh, the giants have scored nine runs in four games. That's, that's more than Milwaukee, but that's not exactly a fucking offense on fire. Is no, it? 
No, in fact, so uh, Chris Bryant, Buster Posey, and Brandon Crawford, Bryant's hitting like 420-something. And those are the people you would expect to be. That's, those are their best hitters. Yes. Right? The, the three best hitters have delivered. Yeah. The rest of the lineup is awful. You usually don't win playoff series like that, though. I mean, I don't know what Evan Longoria has been doing. Uh, he's been hitting he's one, got, one he's, and change. He's, like, he's got like two hits in eight, six, yeah, 12. He did six, hit the game-winning eight, home run, though. He's two of 18, so he's one of nine. That's 111. But he, he, he won game three. Yeah, for sure. When it mattered, he got the one run. He 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 got the the home run when the wind wasn't blowing in the wrong direction. I guess no, when it was. Uh, when it was. When it wasn't blowing in the wrong direction is what I said. Well, it was the yep. wrong direction for the Dodgers, I guess, right? Because uh, they're uh, who is it that hit that ball for the Dodgers? Gavin Lux. Yeah, Lux crushed that ball. Yeah. No, and no. Longoria said after the game, he's like, "I hit that so hard and it barely went out. If it didn't go out, I would have quit <clears throat> baseball." Mm. Well, he's had he's he's had some big home runs in his career. You'd expect a guy like that to be ready for the moment. Um, but they haven't gotten much out of the rest of that lineup. I mean, I don't know what you'd expect out of Mike Dostromsky, you know? A little bit. I mean, he's a 25 home run guy, but his rate stats are not great. Right. So, so this kind of play, who do you think wins tonight before we get into why all of that? Because I, I, that kind of does bleed into our next topic. If I had to, I mean, just think about it from a statistical analysis. Nabel should be able to there's a better chance that Nabel has a good two innings and Urias has a good four innings and whomever else has a good uh, three innings combined, that there's a higher probability of that happening than of Webb being as dominant as he was in game one mm-hmm. against the Dodgers, who, is, who are by and large the best offense in all of baseball, right, when they're hitting well. So... I would say that the Dodgers probably have a better chance of winning tonight, even though the game is on the road. They did move to plus money after the bullpen game was announced. I, I, that, that to me is like a red herring. I, I don't think that's even a big deal. They, they did that, what, three? They won three games like that last, in the playoffs last year, I think, right? Or two. I don't recall off the top of my head. They, they had a play, like the, well, I guess the Urias one wasn't a bullpen game, but if it effectively became one. Right, he and wasn't like a starter starter for them last no. year. Between him and Dustin May last year, they, yeah. Dave Roberts has a lot of experience in managing this type of game where pitching is all over the place, and he's been very he's made very good decisions, and it's worked out for them uh, last year. So I think that's a pretty good roadmap. I think in a game like this where it's going to come down to something like that, he's they probably have the advantage. By the way, Dave Roberts to speak to that point. By the way, Dave Roberts is uh, definitely the type of manager who can do whatever he wants. But to, to go back to the Schilt thing. He makes good decisions, so there's a certain amount of compliance to Dave Roberts. You know what I mean? Like with front offices. Like, yeah, if it's working, they're not going to come tell you to stop. But also, though, he 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 cooperates with the front office, right? I don't comply yeah. is not the right word. He cooperates. Yeah, yeah. Don Mattingly, who was the Dodgers manager before, probably was not cooperating with Friedman at all <clears> as much as I can't imagine. Don Mattingly was paying a whole lot of attention to 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 data. Right. Honestly, because that's just not who he right. is as a human being. Mattingly might have cost the Dodgers a World Series or two. Maybe. I mean, fucking Bobby Cox cost the Braves quite a few. Probably two additional ones they should have won, but what are you going to do? Eh, you know. Life is tough. Um, so this leads to our next thing. Let's talk. I want, two things I want to talk about here. Who do we want to see the Braves play in the NLCS? But let's recap the, uh, the NLDS a little bit. So we watched game <laughs> one together. Yeah. And we're kind of in awe at how shut down the Braves' offense was that game. And it was really fucking frustrating because they had opportunities and didn't cash in. Especially in the first inning. I mean, you can't let a team off the hook like that. Especially with a guy like that, with uh, 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 Woodruff game one. Uh, Woodruff, I yeah. With you can't let him get out of it. You have to fucking capitalize when you have an opportunity against a guy like that. Because at the end of the day, he went like fucking uh, uh, six innings, six strikeouts, two hits, three walks, uh, no runs, and honestly, that inning they probably should have scored three. And that would have been a big difference maker. I mean, it was a two-to-one ball game. Sn- uh, I mean, Snicker said after the game, he's like, hey, we, it felt like we kind of lost the game in that first inning. Yeah, I mean, I've, it, I think it, when you're playing a game like that, and they should, they, I think they realized this, uh, and, and kudos to Snicker for realizing that in games uh, two and three, especially, but uh, maybe less so in the last game, but especially in games two and three, that we're playing for one run. One run can win this ball game, so everyone matters. So I don't give a shit if it's Freddie Freeman up with a guy on third and less than two outs. 
try to hit a fly ball or ground ball to the right side. Yep. That's my guidance. We, we're playing for one run right now, and that start that stuff starts all the way from the top. Fuck this old school Bobby Cox of a, a, a hit a walk and a home run, three run home playing for the three run homer in a playoff game like this is stupid. And I think they kind of let it get away from them in game one, where they thought they were going to score big. Once they realized that the runs were at a premium, then the way that he leveraged their bullpen and their lineup and the strategy moving forward worked out really well. And I would say that that we'll get to this in a minute, but I think that matches up a lot better with San Francisco than it does with LA for sure. But yeah, I mean the, the first three games of the series, Milwaukee scored two runs and won one of the games. That's unacceptable. Yes. It's just unacceptable. The Braves were able to score a little bit here and there. Um, well, I mean, in, in, in game three, we scored on one hit, Yeah, right? One yeah. hit. That was everything. Jock Peterson's one home run. Mm-hmm. And we made it stand up because Milwaukee is incompetent at offense. Yeah, they're really bad. I mean, they're... However bad uh, Snedker is at managing, I think maybe Craig Council's performance this year was worse. Because there's no way that fucking Christian Yelich should have been in the in the heart of that lineup. Nope. Bellinger's hitting eighth right now, right. seventh or eighth. May, if, yep. if if they're in the World Series, he might be hitting ninth one game yeah. if it's a left-handed pitcher. Now you're gifting free outs to the Braves. Yeah, you cannot in the middle of your lineup, dude. You can't do that. It just doesn't make any sense. What so. What did you think? This is probably the biggest decision Council made, and it was aggressive. Mm. <laughs> what did you think of pulling Peralta in Game Four for the pinch hitter? Uh, that early i mean i guess if i follow with the logic that we've used for all the other games you kind of have to fucking do that right you're playing for a run you're playing maybe for one run now at that point do you are you overvaluing though gaining a run versus preventing a run you're talking about game three right no game four the last game that was peralta what ending was that oh no that was game fuck an idiot that was game three, right? It might, yeah, I think it was actually. Willie Peralta, Freddie Peralta. Yeah, it was. It was the fifth inning. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was game three. So, at the at that point, um, the uh, the score was still zero zero. Yeah. That home run has not happened yet, right? Yes. Jock yeah. has not hit yeah. that home run yet. I think that you're insane to do that. And I think it bore out the results. I mean, yeah, you play for one run, but fuck, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, th- so this is, where I'm, that's where I'm, this is where I'm at with the philosophy of it, and I feel dumb for not remembering game three. But um, yeah, you're playing, you're playing for one run, but are you overvaluing the addition of one run versus the prevention of X number of runs? Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, guys on second and third with, what, one out? Yeah. I think you take two shots. You try to let the – I mean, not that Peralta's a fucking great hitter. He's a pitcher. But Jesus Christ, it's Ian Anderson. It's not like a guy that's going to strike out 15 people in the game. There's a decent chance you can fucking hit a fly ball yeah. at least. Yeah. Give him a shot to hit the fly ball when you've got one of your better hitters coming up as a leadoff guy and, after that. And maybe they walk him, but then you've got Willie Adamas behind him. And by the way, this is where, and it's not a huge thing, but this is where it comes up that no one has fucking, and I sound like an old white man here, where no one has fucking fundamentals anymore. Yeah. Where, like... Uh, Duvall almost lost the series for this, uh, oh, lost twice. the series yep. twice, yeah, twice for the Braves. I mean, uh, that dude, if I'm, if I'm Snitker right now, Duvall's not even on my roster. Fuck him. I was unbelievable. Like, he's that... There's, he didn't contribute shit. Did you hear the uh, Joe Simpson call on the radio? No. Of his... Uh, no, I'm sure it was his, like, what the fuck just happened? Oh, he was apocalyptic, whatever, the, however you fuck you say that word. Um, but no, like, I, I don't know that per- taking Peralta out was a bad thing. And here, what I was going to say is, here's where the loss of fundamentals comes back to fuck teams mm. in the small moments that matter in the postseason that don't matter in the regular season, yeah. right? Th- these things don't matter in the regular season because things bear themselves out. Things regress to the mean or progressive mean, blah, blah, whatever. But in the postseason, that doesn't exist. Like, small things fucking matter. If pitchers were capable of bunting in an effective way... Yeah, that's a safety squeeze situation yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably was in no way capable of doing that. Oh, no. They, and they know that for sure. 
uh, there's this, yeah, he's, he's, but, uh, but hitting a fly ball, uh, maybe, right? Maybe. Yeah. Be like, Shit. you got to go up there and just, and by the way, but here's the thing too, though, if you are capable, if they know or think you are capable of doing something fundamental like bunting, yeah. that changes the way that they're going to throw to you. And maybe you can get a better pitch to elevate, to get a, I mean, yeah. it just, it just changes everything. So that's the funny thing with baseball as opposed to other sports is so much of what happens never happens or so much of what matters is what isn't happening or what yeah. isn't what you don't see at all where it's, <clears throat> it's interesting the, I, I, pulling Peralta I thought was a bad decision. Yeah. I mean, on the season he struck about half the time he came up to the plate. So maybe that's what they were thinking, and but I would, I would rather have the one out. So it's two outs with one of my better hitters coming up with guys on second and third, two runners in scoring position than I would have substandard pitching moving forward. Yep. I think that is a pretty reasonable thing to expect. Now, the, the point I was making before is about situational hit, hitting. It doesn't matter who's up. You play for the one run. I'm not talking about fucking cannibalizing your ability to pitch for the rest of the game with a guy that's got a .97 ERA on the season. Or uh, I'm sorry, a .97 whip on the season. Right. Like, you know this guy's going deep into this fucking ball game. That, that, that shit didn't make any sense to me. But I'm thankful. He ba- I mean, it was a, that was a bailout for the yeah, Braves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, incredible game four, by the way. Yeah, it was, it was a good game, yeah. Give Freddie all I mean, the money. Yeah, well, the, he's going to get paid for yeah. sure. And he should. Because he's going to be the only guy to get paid there because everybody else got signed to weird contracts <laughs> for 10 years when they were rookies. Yeah, I'm ready to sign Austin Riley to a 10-year, $30 million yeah, no contract. Shit. Yeah, uh, Man, that, that, that game four, it was funny. I was like pretty serene. I really enjoy playing teams where I don't hate the other team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate the Brewers. I fucking hate the Cardinals. I hate the Dodgers. I don't hate the Brewers. So I was like, I was getting annoyed maybe at the Braves sometimes, but I was like, all right, all right, it's fine. I, I kind of hate Rowdy Telez's fat ass now. Yeah, I can hit, though. Oh, that guy can bomb some balls. Real quick, let's uh, get into some ads. When you're betting, it is just as important uh, where you bet as who you bet on. And that's why we always tell people to bet my bookie. You need to go to mybookie.com and bet there. Take the easy win, pat yourself on the back, and, you know, go to mybookie.com and bet there, whether it's on the NFL tonight's Dodgers-Giants game, or anything else. The rest of the MLB playoffs, college football, that's where I do most of my betting, to be honest. Even though I love baseball, I prefer betting on college football. Whatever you need to bet on, MyBookie has it. They will even let you bet on random celebrity events and all kinds of crap like that. MyBookie is the place to put your money to bet on things. I don't know what else to tell you. It's the best place to bet in the world. So do not miss out on winning season, head to MyBookie and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS and you'll get double your first deposit. That's promo code DRINKINGBROS and you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Next up, we've got Killcliff CBD. They are our favorite drinks in the world. Whether it's the CBD or the energy drinks, both are great. Um, developed by a Navy SEAL, uh joe rogan has a flavor it's called the flame and joe it's like a spicy pineapple situation that's uh, in both cbd and ignite which is their energy drinks uh Kilcliffe is like i said we drink it all the time here i i mostly do the energy drinks uh, a lot of people do the cbd as well I have, I have those sometimes but i do like the uh energy i do drink the energy drinks more uh but the cbd stuff whatever you want it is all 20% off right now. If you use the promo code Drinking Bros, you'll get 20% off. Go to killcliff.com, use the promo code Drinking Bros. That's 20% off all drinks and apparel. So if you want some uh, CBD flavors like the aforementioned Flame and Joe or Mango Tango or Orange Kush, the Goat, which is the greatest of all time, Strawberry Days, just want a variety pack of the CBD. If you're into CBD drinks, get that. And then, like I said, uh, the Energy Drinks, the Ignite, they're awesome too. They are what I usually uh, drink the most of because they're great for hangovers and they don't give you the jitters. 20 calories per can, uh, B vitamins, electrolytes, naturally flavored. I, they're just fantastic. I really like the, um, the cherry limeade and the, uh, uh, man, the, oh, the Tropical Thunder I've actually just gotten into. Uh, they like, it's funny. Like sometimes we'll run out of the flavors I like, and then I'll just grab another one. Or like, well, fuck it. I just need a kill cliff. And I'm like, oh fuck, this flavor is good too. It didn't necessarily sound appetizing or as appetizing to me as the other ones. And then I drink it and I'm like, ah, fuck. It's also really good. Uh, yeah. Again, kill cliff is the best. So go to killcliff.com, uh, and use the promo code drinking bros to get 20% off. That is K I L L C L I F F.com. 
Use the promo code Drinking Bros and take 20% off of any type of drink and their apparel. Kill Cliff is dope. Don't know what else to tell you. Last but not least, we got Ghostbed. They're like our, our like pillar advertiser. They're always with us. Best beds in the world. Uh, we have one in the studio. Delco Dan sleeps on one. Uh, they're offering this uh, great stuff right now. Oh, by the way, they're also uh, made in the USA, and you can try them out 101 nights for free. They have a 20-year warranty, all that fun shit. Um, but yeah, they're offering uh, uh, two amazing deals right now. You can get 40% off uh, if you do a bundle deal. That's where you pick one of their four mattresses, then do it with the adjustable base, and then you can add on whatever you want from there, uh, like a cooling pillow or sheet or uh, the ghost bed uh, uh, mattress topper, which is... Um, it's, you know, essentially you can put it on your ghost bed or you can turn a non-ghost bed mattress into a ghost bed. All that f- shit's great. Uh, you get 40% off when you bundle all of that together, but you have to have the uh, one of the mattresses and the adjustable base in there. Or if you just want to shop more a la carte, you can get 30% off uh, their cooling pillows or their sheets or a mattress or any combination of those that isn't the aforementioned like kind of prefixed uh, combo. Uh, you just go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and you use the code drinking bros to get 30% off if you want to do the a la carte. If you want to do the bundle, it's 40% off and you just do the bundle situation. Um, these mattresses, you can finance them if you want. $35 a month, zero down, 0% financing. Your credit does not need to be uh, sterling at all. Again, that's ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Um, so that brings us to the next thing. The Braves advance uh, after an incredible game four, Freddie Freeman's heroics so on and so forth. Um, who would you rather see the Braves play? Um, to be honest, there's part of me that would rather see them play the Giants because I think the matchup is better. But what I don't want to hear next season is if somehow the Braves were able to pull out that series that they only won because it was the Giants. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I like to see the best teams on the field. Now, it's not that because Trevor Bauer's not on the Dodgers, and he would have been better than whomever their fourth starter was, probably, right? right? Yeah. Uh, and Acuna's gone, and Soler may not make it back. I don't, you have to, they have to be 100% certain he's going to be able to play the majority of those games, and it could be only four, so at least three of the, four of the games. Um, to put him on the roster, you've you got to think that's a good strategy to have. If they're not sure, certain of that, he may not make the roster. So you may be dealing with Christian Pache. Is there? I forget how it is this year, but is there a taxi squad situation? There might be for that reason. So, But I don't know if you can be uh, like, if, if do they put him in the taxi squad and have Pache on the roster and then whenever he flip. tests negative, flip him? Or is that allowed? Yeah. Right? Does, does Pache have to go out because of COVID? Right, so right. They, they infect him on purpose. And <laughs> if you put Solaire on there and you have to remove him because he still is uh, still positive for COVID, you probably can't put him back after he yeah. comes back, right? So I don't know what they're going to do there, to be honest. But I want to see them play. Um, I would like to see them play the Dodgers and win because that's who beat the Braves last year. And I don't, I don't think they should have lost that series. They shouldn't have. We we would have home. The Braves would have home field advantage against the Dodgers. I don't think that really matters. I don't either. The, it certainly I, doesn't. The Dodgers don't give a fuck where they're playing. They do. They fucking do not. I I think home field advantage is at its most overrated mm. in baseball as opposed to all other sports. Well, you get the last at bat, but how many times does that come into play? You know what I mean? Right. I would say not as much. Yeah. I mean, it, so the last at bat's important because you get the walk offs, blah blah blah. But here's the other thing. That people, and you know, there's probably some st- actual stats to bear this out that I'm just kind of shitting on with my gut instinct or whatever. But uh, the second worst thing to getting walked off is getting scored on at the top of the first. Yeah. Right? Those are the two worst places to be scored on. Obviously, bottom of the ninth is the worst, uh, presumably because you're, they're probably winning the game, unless you're blowing them out or something like that. Right. or or honestly statistically it might be worse to get scored on in the top of the first because your percentages your win probability drop drop it definitely changes the way you play um moving forward which is obviously uh you want to you want to fight the enemy on your terms not theirs um but yeah you're yeah you're probably right about that so Uh, it's it's it, it brings a lot of interesting things into perspective there, I think uh, that home field advantage probably won't make a, a big dent 
on either one of the potential matchups, honestly. So no. if I have to choose between them, I mean, if I just want the Braves to win, I think they have a better shot against the Giants. But a lot of people have thought that this year, and they've been wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, so the last four years, this this iteration of the Braves team mm-hmm. has been in the playoffs the last four years, right? 18, yep. 19, 20, 21. Can you remember a single series? Well, 20 doesn't count because there was nothing. But none of the series is where there were a home field advantage or not. Did it matter? I can't remember it mattering. I mean, the Braves should have won last year, regardless of where they were playing, because they were up three to one. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it might have mattered against the Reds last year, because we did actually have that one yeah. home field. But in 19, clearly didn't matter against the Cardinals, considering they beat us twice at home. Yeah. And we took a game from them on the road, uh, a game from them against their best pitcher on the road, to no less, like Soroka beat Flaherty. Um, and then the Dodgers had no problem handling us in 18 at home. Yeah. So what the fuck is. And we don't play well at Dodger Stadium. Uh, no. I don't know if that's a product of the Dodgers being res- the residents there or, or what, but it doesn't go well. No. So I'd rather see the Giants. And also, like, what lineup scares you more? What pitchers scare you more? This is the funniest thing where it's like, oh, the nice thing is it's game five, so the, the rotations are all out of whack. Like, really, are they? What, they have to start your... Yeah. They have to start Scherzer game one instead of fucking Bueller or your... Yeah, or they yeah, start Bueller yeah. game one... They have three Cy Young contenders. It doesn't. It's like '90s Braves shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, but still, I want to see them beat the Dodgers. And if the Dodgers win uh, the series, I would rather see them play the Astros, and I would rather see the Astros win that that series because I think it's interesting. Uh, I think it's people have all these uh, uh, fundamentalist opinions about their sports teams. And they get worse when weird shit happens, like with the Astros cheating to win. Um, but if the Astros come back and demonstrably aren't cheating and still crush the Dodgers, then it's like, we were basically the same team we were back then. Actually, we're worse. less good now because worse. Verlander's not here and Grinky's pitching like he's a fucking goofball. He might actually be in the rotation now. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, we'll see what happens there. I, I, I want to see them play and beat the Dodgers as a fan because I don't want to hear anybody's bullshit. But it's not like you're. How much bullshit can you get when you beat a 107 win team? You know what I mean? Right. People have been undercutting or uh, uh, underestimating the Giants all season, and they have proved literally everyone wrong. And we'll see if they continue doing that tonight. They they do scream, <clears throat> reg, and I said this the whole fucking podcast. Uh, regular season team, mm-hmm. right? So I I still I don't care how many games they won. I don't care about anything about. I don't care about any of that. I look at that lineup. I look at that roster. I look at that bullpen. And I'm like, I prefer it. I prefer it to the Dodgers. I just don't care. Yeah. I could be dumb about that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If I had to make a pick on this game tonight, I think the Dodgers win. I think the Dodgers pull their shit, and I think they win. The, the only time the Dodgers have choked prior to the World Series recently was to the Nats. And the Nats <clears throat> were a much better team than the Giants are, yeah. in my opinion. The Nats team that won the World Series in, in 19. Yeah, uh, they were good. But speaking of the Astros, uh, we got that next. Um, do the Red Sox have a shot against the Astros is the headline I wrote, and then I found out that Lance McCullers is out for the ALCS. Yeah, that sucks. That's huge. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do to repair that situation. Um, I guess Grinky hasn't pitched more than like five innings in a game since let's see i'm gonna go backwards in time here since august the 23rd and he's been getting knocked around pretty good in the appearances he has made uh except for i guess he did give up two hits um in uh in that relief appearance in chicago but that was he was kind of mopping up at that point but um i look i think in a, in a series like this where you have two of the most prolific offenses that exist, and uh, they're both top five or top six, you got here, yeah. Um, top, by, top five by run score, top six by WRC plus, and Houston's first in both of those. <clears throat> sure, you want to have the best pitchers available, obviously, but is that the thing that's is, is starting pitching in this series going to be the needle mover? Probably not, right? I mean, it's certainly not going to be the needle mover for Boston. They have to score runs because their pitching is going to get lit up at some point. Yes, Sale and Eovaldi may have three or four innings apiece in them. Well, Eovaldi's dealing right now. 
I, I have faith in Eovaldi. Not do against the Astros. I There's no fucking way. You think contenders. he hits a wall against the Astros? Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he hits a wall against fucking anybody, it's the goddamn Astros. Yeah. Like, it, they, that lineup is, I mean, they're almost better than they were when they were cheating. Yeah. That's unbelievable. The, the, the batting lineup certainly is, but the rotation's not even no, in no, the no, same no. The, or, nor the Nor the bullpen. No. It, it's... It's it's really interesting. I think the Lance McCullers thing is 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 brutal. So the first question is, I know you said the stats about Granky or whatever. Do you move him back to the rotation? Probably, yeah, because I feel like he's the kind of guy that can go deep into a game uh, if he's on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like anybody else, you might throw in there, even if they're on, you may only get four or five innings out of them. But him, he can go seven, and I think that's a better. St- I think it's a better risk because it's. You're, it's all about managing risk at that point. I think that's a better risk to take. Eovaldi, by the way, uh, had one start against Houston this year. 5.2 innings, 11 hits, 5 runs. Okay. Uh, we'll see if that carries over. I don't know. That, that stuff doesn't always matter. The streakiness is a big deal in baseball, uh, as, especially as for pitchers. Confidence, which yeah. he, I think he's throwing with right now. Yeah, he is. And it's... The playoffs is a different ball game. You're locked in on every single pitch, so maybe like I don't know if you if you look back to Greg Greg Maddox's career, uh, very frequently he would do some test bullshit and not really care about the outcome in the regular season, or or a care, if it was a meaningless moment in a game, they were up five or ten runs, he would just throw a ball to see what the guy would do with it, so he could use it later. I don't know if he evolved that kind of player. <laughs> I don't know if he's thinking that deep and shit. Um, but he has looked really good lately, so I guess we'll fucking see. It, it, well, but the, that's the thing, though. He is their only starter so far. I mean, Chris Sale's back. He's kind he of a legacy well. guy. I don't know yeah. what he's going to look like now because he what, is. Was that his first? He he's basically high done leverage like three, start? four games. Oh yeah, those are his first high leverage start of the whole yeah. fucking year. <laughs> Who and knows? He, this guy's done a lot in his career, and he's only thirty two. So uh, he's he's also a uh, big lanky fucking dude. So. Lefty too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to pull up the game cast because usually it'll have. Well, what's interesting too is like we're talking shit in their pitching right now, but Houston top ten team in ERA, seventh in ERA since uh, August first. Boston mm-hmm. top ten team in expected fielding independent pitching, which is like what your ERA should be. Yeah, and they're uh, top ten since August first as well. They both have mediocre bullpens by WHIP, but both bullpens have been in the bottom half of the league in the RA again since August 1st, since the trade deadline, basically, right? Yeah. So they both have, like, these... It, their their pitching is, like, schizophrenic, right? It's all over the place. It's scattered. It's, yeah, I guess maybe... I doubt they'll put Grinky back into the starting rotation because he's probably more valuable pitching in the, in the situations that Dustin May and uh, Urias pitched in in L.A. last year. Like... You don't want to bring in Grinky, have him go a hard five and their great five innings and then turn it over to an incompetent bullpen. I would much rather go with whomever the fucking starter is. And if they happen to get it to that point where Grinky can come in and make a difference, let him come in and make a difference then. That might be what the what the guys are thinking right now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll know tomorrow. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, fuck. Like, Valdez has been good. Uh, Luis Garcia... Good, you know, he's been good. Like, they've, they've gotten solid dudes, but, like, you're talking, like, so McCullers is out. So you're number one and two now are Valdez and Garcia. Uh, Urquidy, three ERA and three. Like, it's all guys, ERAs and the three. So what you're talking about is the fourth starter here with Granky. So what do you want? Do you want Jake <laughs> Odorizzi, who, you know, he's been okay. Like I would rather have Granky as my middle guy available for any game as my middle guy than I would as a fourth starter, to be honest. Okay. Um, that's, that's how I feel about it. But, I mean, he wouldn't be a fourth starter in this scenario because I, you're not going with all of those guys ahead of him, right? You, I mean, in a, in a seven-game series, you go with four guys, typically. Yeah, but why, why do we think that? We, that? That logic is based on a time when pitchers went six to eight innings in those games. Now they go three to four. So bringing a guy back on quote unquote short rest after three days when he only threw like fucking 85 pitches, who gives a shit about that? Right. Like that's not, to me, that's not comparable. Uh, but who, who the fuck knows? It's going to be interesting. A lot of runs are going to get scored. These are two fucking very good hitting teams and very 
header-friendly ballparks. So yeah. I, I'm excited to watch the series. I think it's going to be really fun. Man, I mean, there's a lot of watch. dudes uh, uppercutting towards uh, left field. Both yeah. have real, real short porches in left field. I mean, it's not necessarily a porch in Boston, but both really short outfields and yeah. left. What do you? What's your prediction for this for this series? Um, it's hard to bet against Houston's offense. I mean, McCullers is out for the whole series. Yeah. Fuck. Is he out for the season? No, they just think he's gone for the series. It's serious. So it's it's <clears throat> there's no plan on him playing right now. And Houston has home field advantage. Have they announced their roster? Is he officially not on the roster? I'll double check that. But I mean, like it's, ESPN says they're not counting him out yet. Uh, but after the MRI, they said it didn't look great. I think it said he's still being examined. Um, they probably when they don't have to submit their roster until tomorrow. Probably. Yeah, it's still um, TBD on McCullers Jr. Supposedly. Uh, Jake Odorizzi <clears throat> could be a roster option. So, you know, he wasn't even on the roster. Um, yeah, it's, that's rough. I mean, that's their mm. only elite starting pitcher. It's tightness in the forearm, which is usually not good. Especially, uh, uh for a guy who throws like nothing but curveballs. Yeah. I feel like you would want your, your arm to not be all fucked up. Let's assume McCullers isn't there because it doesn't sound good. And even if he's back, he could still be hurt. You don't know. You don't just don't fucking know how effective he's going to be. I think even without him, they probably have a rotation commensurate with Boston because Boston's rotation sucks. Yes, and uh, a better offense. So why not? I, I would. I would not bring him back. And I still think Houston will win this series. How many games? Uh, five games. Five games. Yeah. So they I think Houston's going to light him up. To be honest, it. I mean. Boston, you remember like two weeks ago, we were like, oh, Boston's having to make the playoffs. We knew they were frauds the whole time. Boston's kind of like a shittier version of the Giants, right? Where it's yeah. like, how is this team competing? No one. They should have been, they should have won 80 games. Yeah, but the difference is Boston has done it uh, despite themselves. And the Giants have done it by fucking executing. Right. Like the Giants are playing like a, a slightly more talented version of the Tampa Bay Rays, whereas Boston just like limped in. And yeah, they won that series, but man, I, you can't keep that shit up forever. I think they're, I think they're fucking done. What do you think about that? Or what do you think about that ground rule, ground rule double? By the way, that that kind of won them that game three. I don't know. It's a weird fucking rule. It's a weird rule, yeah. But it's a weird rule. The fucking, I, I think it would be a lot cooler if Tampa would change the roof so it fucking lit up like a pinball machine when you hit it. (laughs) At least that would be entertaining. This whole, like, the umpires have to come together and figure out what the fuck just happened when we all watch something happen. There's no dispute over what happened. The ball hit a certain area, and then it came down. Like, fuck, man. Can't you just fix the fucking roof? Yeah. This doesn't happen anywhere else. I don't don't think that's a load-bearing ring. (laughs) The The only place I ever remember any shit like this happening was in the Metrodome, right? And And... Uh, in Minneapolis, yeah, or Minnesota, rather. Yeah, I think so. Like every now and again, the ball would hit. Oh something. no, no, no! It wasn't the Metrodome. Kingdom. Kingdom. That's right. Yeah, it was the Kingdom. In Seattle, like fucking get rid of this stupid bullshit. Yeah, the Metrodome you, had a good, like, really pillowy roof. Yeah, that some that didn't fuck with it for whatever yeah. reason. But if you, if every now and again, because of the way you built your building, there's some weird ass shit like that. I feel like they should treat it the same way they treat COVID and football. If your guys aren't vaccinated and you uh, something weird happens because of your incompetence, at least according to them, that's their incompetence, then you fucking forfeit the game. Yeah. So if a ball gets hit and it hits the roof somewhere like that, if it's the opposing team, it's a home run. If it's Tampa Bay, it's an out. <laughs> Fix your fucking stadium, <laughs> asshole. Jesus Christ, man. What the fuck are we doing here? Uh, that's some like Little League bullshit. Like, hey, if you hit it over there, it's out of play. Like, no, that's in play, bitch. That's yeah. how the game works. Nope. You, go, you don't get to change the rules because your fucking construction team couldn't figure it out. <laughs> God damn it. That I, shit is irritating. Nobody gives a fuck about baseball in, in, in Tampa Bay anyways, except for the people that play on the team. It, it was bizarre. It's, it is always bizarre to see that stadium with 30,000 people in it. Yeah, it's weird. Because it never happens. Like no. except for a yeah. couple games it'd be a year. like it'd be like the Miami Marlins selling out. It's yeah. Uh I kinda like Houston in um Yeah, I think five is the right number, to be honest. I think really- I would be surprised if it, I wouldn't be 
surprised if it went six. I would be shocked if it went seven. Yeah. I mean, that would be weird. That would mean that Boston was probably leading at some point in the series because I seriously doubt they're going to get ahead. And yeah. the, I, I think Houston will probably win the first two games at home, right? I so my actually my my guess is is that uh, we kind of get a, a smoke screen of it being a series, right? Where mm-hmm. they maybe split in Houston. Ivaldi stays hot, steals a game, whatever, and then Houston just locks in and fucks him up for the rest of the games. You could, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Maybe. I mean, but honestly, I think Dusty Baker's kind of on a mission right now. This is his. Uh, this is a good opportunity for him. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know that you're going to, I don't know that he's going to let up off the gas. I mean, he also, by the way, doesn't have a ring. No, he's one of, he's probably, he's the Dan Marino of managers, yeah. I guess. I mean, who, what are, what are famous, really good coaches that never won in baseball? I can't think of any that like were long-term coaches that won a bunch of title. I mean, even fucking Bobby Cox eventually won a ring. Cox has one. Pinella has one. I mean, that was with Pinelli got with the Reds and the Reds, and then Madden with the Cubs, yes. right? Yes. Who yeah. who's Girardi won one, right? No, or did Girardi win? No, he didn't, right? Now Girardi. Yeah. Wait, no. Who was managing the Yankees in two thousand nine? That wasn't Tori. That was Girardi. Oh, that was Girardi. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I mean, it's it's a few and far between list. I think it'd be great for Dusty Baker to win a World Series. I like that guy. I I'll say this: if the Braves don't win. I'm rooting for the Astros. Which is funny to say because I hate them. That you hate the Astros? Yeah. I think cheating is a charming part of the game yeah. of baseball. I think sign stealing is, but not using tech. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, that, that's Like, fair. if they had a guy out in the stands with a, fucking, with a pair of binoculars and he was fucking doing sign language or some <laughs> shit, that would be hilarious to me. And I think it should be legal, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. So there's one other story I want to tell you about. Um, I don't know if you have anything else, but I'll tell you about this mm-hmm. first. Uh, I don't know if you saw this the other day, but when the Braves beat the Brewers, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. was not uh, in the dugout or in the stadium, unfortunately, still recuperating from his uh, ACL tear. Mm. He was at home, though, and live streaming himself on Instagram watching the game. And uh, he doesn't uh, really speak English well, except for that random time where he said, like, two words in English perfectly, I think, to fuck with everyone. Yeah. Like, uh, did you ever see that, by the way? That like interview? I haven't seen any of it, no. Okay, so there was one time on, on um, some broadcast after like a Braves regular season game where they're interviewing him and you know they have to have the interpreter say it in Spanish. I know he, he does it on purpose. I know he yeah. speaks perfect English. I know that he does. You know that he does? I, can, I mean, you can tell that he, knows, he understands every fucking thing you're saying. Yeah, but uh, he, understanding is different than speaking back. Certainly, that is true, but... I honestly think that he is a giant troll. Uh, but in a good and, way. And, and, yeah, I think it's, he and Albies have a lot of fun together. And I, of course, they're fucking trolling people. Yeah. You can tell by the way he fucking talks to his buddies in Spanish that he's trolling them all the time actively. You don't think he's trolling everybody else? Well, I'm about to confirm your fucking belief on the troll shit. But that, in that one interview, it was something like he's Spanish, 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 like really quick, obviously. And like he wasn't speaking English. The interpreter right. was doing everything. <clears> and the very end of it, he was just, they just asked him like, something else they like asked him like if he needed anything or something weird like that and he just goes no thanks yeah like in perfect yeah. perfect accent it, it was or so, it was something not, you can tell when he's giving his uh interviews uh people that are there, there's a couple of different ways that you can tell somebody's actually paying attention to their interpreter and it's something i picked up dealing with iraqi people right yeah they, they, they look them right in the face when they're talking or they look down so they can concentrate on the words they're hearing. Yeah. It's one of those two things. If they're looking around while the guy's talking, they heard everything I already said. Yeah. And I could tell. That way, I'm not, so I know the reason I, you pay attention to shit like this, you can pay attention to their body language when they're receiving the information for the first time. And you could tell. Look at Acuna when he's, he's not like listening to what the person's saying. He's like fucking goofy looking around. Look at Ot- uh, Otani when he's listening to his interpreter. He's, he's paying attention yeah. to his interpreter. Uh, Acuna's not and I think it's hilarious I don't give a shit <laughs> fucking cares he's funny and he's a great baseball player so he was live broadcasting from this game there I, I recommend guys what to, like on Instagram or some yeah, shit yes on Instagram he was live <laughs> on Instagram I recommend to look this up it's still on his fucking Instagram it's, you can find it on Twitter or everywhere yeah uh, so after they won he was just going nuts just yelling at the screen and everything mm. but it's all in Spanish so obviously I didn't know what the fuck he was saying most people didn't know what the fuck he was saying and everyone was like oh my god please fucking translate this I want to hear what R- Ronnie's saying because he's fucking great uh, and then a Spanish speaker, uh, Felipe Cardenas, 
uh, quote tweeted, um, he, he writes for The Athletic, he quote tweeted someone uh, asking what they were saying, and he said, a few highlights from the Ronald Acuna in-game commentary. Uh, to a Brewers player at some point, I think in the late innings, uh, probably on a call, they did a strike call, they didn't like something, <coughs> oh, don't cry, oh, don't cry, don't cry. Um, to, uh, I think it was after Freddie Freeman hit the home run. Yeah, we're up. Send them to Cancun for vacation. Uh, and then at some point in the ninth, I assume while Will Smith was pitching, uh, hold up, hold up. I'm nervous. I'm not even playing. And then after the final out, fuck yeah, go home, go home. So it's a good representation of, you know, you see him on the, on the, uh, not on the sideline, but when he, whenever he pops out of the dugout, it's just yeah. screaming at people and shit. <clears throat> when he is playing or is in the dugout that's uh i guess what he's yelling at people well good for him it seems like he's having a fun time even though he's not able to play it's unfortunate hopefully this isn't the one right world series they get to or win during his career because yeah. that would suck i mean that's happened to other people if it weren't for the 06 when wainwright wouldn't have had a real ring right yeah because he wasn't in the 11 yeah. world he was Our, he was out for the 11 world yeah, series. he was out for that so that, I mean, would, that would suck even even Chipper's ring is legit, but it sucks that it was in his first year. Yeah, I mean, look, I think they probably would have won in 04 too, though, to be honest, if there had been a World Series. The other team that was... 94. Really, 94, yeah. The other team that was really dominating was the Giants. Matt Williams had like 40 fucking... 40-something, 40 yeah. 42 home runs at the break or some shit like that. Right. They were rolling, but they didn't have the they didn't have Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin either, right? Right. Uh, and we would have... So yeah. people talk about that all the time. They're like, oh, well, the uh, <clears> fucking... Expos would have ended the Braves' division streak that year, which, A, maybe they were only up six games, so that's not yeah. even... And the Braves had just come back the previous year in less time from a double that size yeah. deficit, so right. calm down, calm, calm down on that, and yeah. also they, the Braves almost certainly still would have been a wild card. Yeah, unfortunately, Larry Walker had a good chance of hitting 400 that year, too, which kind of sucks because nobody else... Tony Gwynn hit 393 one year. Brett, George Brett hit 391, I think, at 393. I think, it was, yeah. I think it was 389 and some decimal points one year. But nobody's really come close to that. Chipper hit 360 one year. I think uh, a couple of other people have gotten into the 360s. I think but, Chipper has been the latest person hitting 400 in recent memory. Yeah. To, into, like, June or yeah. something he was hitting 400. Yeah, it's too bad. I honestly think that... Uh, that kid from uh, the Nationals might hit 400 one year. Soto? Yeah, I think he, I think he might do it. He actually, so. And I wouldn't be, like, if I, if I went into a coma and woke up this time next year and he was, it was getting close to the end of the season or we're in September, the last month of the season, and he's still hitting 400, I would not in any way surprise me no. at all. What, what's, what, you know what actually increases the odds of that? The fact that he, he is walks now, a lot. Well, I was going to say he is now playing on a rebuilding team. Yeah. So he doesn't need, or if he doesn't want to, he doesn't need to try to hit home runs a yeah. lot. You know what I mean? Like that, he can shorten up his swing. Like that guy can play for base hits and doubles for the for for years. And honestly, what would you rather see if you're a Nats fan and um, your team sucks? Would you rather see Soto hit 35 homers a year, or would you rather see him hit? 20 homers a year and try to chase 400. I mean, I would like to see him in any season hit that hit 400. Right. right? Regardless of the situation, because if he's hitting four, if he's, if his batting average is 400, that dude's OPS, even if he's not hitting a lot of home runs is going to be like 1200. Oh, it's, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he walks all the time too. He's got a 400, uh, 400 plus on his base percentage on, every single year. On, he might actually beat, a Barry Bonds on base percentage. If he's he hits four hundred, he's not going to get walked with the bases loaded. Barry Bonds walked like two hundred and twenty-five times that season, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that, but I don't he, know about that. He, his on, but Bonds on base percentage was mostly walks. Like he was hitting two seventy-ish, yeah. something like that. So if if Soto even has like his normal four hundred on base percentage and hits four hundred, two hundred and thirty-two walks. God damn, dude. Uh, and yeah, he hits uh, his. He hits. 362 that year bonds did oh god damn yeah and then he had six 609 obp his uh, ops was 1422 that's fucking obscene but I'll, i mean so that year he hit 73 home runs 73 home runs 137 rbi 328 batting average the next year 370 batting average and he walked 198 times i feel like we all knew what was happening here right because he was 35 to 39 during this period and he was averaging 
uh, 52 home runs, 109 RBI, uh, hitting 340 with a 535 on base percentage. Right during that time, nobody nobody thought that was real. Right? People don't understand though. Like even with steroids, that's insane. Yeah, that's <clears> like the it's the equivalent of like giving Captain America PCP. Yeah, well, we should probably look into that. <laughs> you know honest. what I mean? Like, he's still, even without the steroids, he's still elite. But, like, you give him the PCP, and he's just ripping the Red Skull's skull through his asshole. That's what should have happened. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's too bad that Barry Bonds had to do that stuff, because his career would have been pretty impressive. I mean, it is, but either way. Either way. That's, yeah, well, all, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with the jo- Dodgers and Giants tonight. I think the Dodgers will probably win, but... I think it's going to be a hell of a game. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Pay attention to that Tampa Bay game. Too.